All right, next up, Alabama hosted Texas on Saturday night. Now, I told you I picked Texas last week here on the show to win this game. Um, I don't know if that got granted me any favors for Alabama fans or not. Probably not. But going into this one, I did not expect this kind of game. Like, I expect something last year. You know, last year's 2019 defensive game, lower scoring game. You know, kind of come down to the place of defense. But this was this was offense. And the Texas offense was on point the entire game. And, and Texas goes to 2-0. And they're now a top five team in the country. They were 11 going into the game. Alabama dropped a few spots at three and dropped to one at one. And obviously on social media, I see a lot of stuff with Alabama fans. A lot of them, not all, but they wanted to blame Jalen Milrow for the performance in the game. And he was 14 and 27, 255, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 44 rushing yards, which they only had 107 total rushing yards. So he had almost half of their rushing yards. And that's not good. Alabama needs running backs to be the focal point of the run game. But and, and before I kind of stand up for Milrow, I will say this too. The two interceptions he threw, especially the pick six, he just didn't see it. He, he didn't read the defense. He didn't see the defensive back. He didn't read it correctly. And, and that's just from he's inexperienced. Uh, he does not have the experience to see certain things, things that Bryce Young probably would see. That's just that's just how it is. But now I'm going I'm going to stand up for Jalen Milrow. I think he played well. He had a beautiful touchdown pass to Jermaine Burton that gave Alabama the lead. I believe that's what put him, what was it, 20 to 16 uh, late in the game. And even Nick Saban said after the game, yeah, there may have been a point in the game he maybe thought about pulling Jalen. But then when he throws a touchdown pass to get the lead, good things are happening. So, okay, we've got to, got to ride with him. But look, if he wasn't quarterbacking, if this was Ty Simpson or Tyler Buckner at quarterback, Alabama would have gave up more than five sacks. I mean, they, that's how many times Texas got to Jalen Milrow, and they would have got them even more because they don't have the mobility that he does. I'm not saying they're not good athletes. They are, especially Butner. Butner can move, but not to the level that Milrow can. So they constantly got pressure. Uh, Alabama does not win up front. I mean, their offensive line didn't. I, I still The running game was not great for Alabama. And then on the other side of the ball, we got to look at the defense here. I mean, the Alabama defense did not come to play in this game. I mean, Texas blew some scoring opportunities in this game. Texas probably could have beat Alabama worse than they did. Kicking field goals, going for fourth down, stuff like that. Just not taking advantage of certain situations, and they didn't. Uh, early on, the early interception that Miro threw, they only got three out of instead of seven. But Quinn Ewers was not touched. Really, basically, he wasn't. Going 24 for 38, 349, three touchdowns. He was not sacked in the game. And – and I'll say this, Alabama did a good job against Texas run game. Wasn't a great performance from that standpoint. But they the Texas receivers could not be stopped. Uh, tight end Jatavian Sanders was had five catches for 114 in the game. You had wide receiver A.D. Mitchell, who's familiar with Alabama because that's a former Georgia wide receiver. Uh, he had three catches for 78 yards, two touchdowns. And then Xavier Worthy, who is another really great receiver, for Texas, uh, five catches for 75 yards in the one touchdown. And Alabama was supposed to have one of the best secondaries. Uh, you know, Kool-Aid McKinstry is supposed to be, if not the best, one of the best corners in college football. He got beat a couple of times. Receivers were getting behind the Alabama secondary pretty regular. And Quinn Ewers throws a beautiful deep ball. I mean, he was just putting it right in, in their hands, over the top, 
The receivers did not have to break stride. I mean, I don't remember too many times Queen Ewers made a bad throw. And they just – they were the better team. And now, and just kind of – and this is just my opinion, which everybody said, oh, no, he's calling out. He's saying that the Alabama dynasty's over. I'm not really getting into that conversation. I'm going to get into Texas's back conversation here. But what I am going to get into is Nick Saban sounds like a guy he's talked about. It's a privilege to play these games, stuff like that. I kind of wonder, look, Alabama, you look at their schedule. They can beat everybody on their schedule and get to Atlanta and play Georgia. Let's see what happens in the SEC championship game. But let's just say Alabama loses another game this year. And we went into this season thinking, okay, LSU, they got them at home. We got Tennessee at home. We got Texas at home. We just lost to Texas at home. So now it looks, you look at it with Alabama. So, okay, they're not unbeatable at home. So now it's not out of the possibility. Maybe LSU or, or Tennessee could beat them. And who knows what the Auburn game is going to be at the end of the year at Jordan Hare. We know how it gets weird and crazy when Alabama has to go to Auburn. But let's just say, hypothetically, say if Alabama loses another game or into the world for Alabama fans, two more, and they get the three losses. Does Nick Saban look in the mirror and say, you know, I just don't want to be a coach that just hangs around. If it's slipping while I'm here, I need to get out. Because he's not going to be like what Bobby Bowden was or Joe Paterno was or other coaches where they just basically have to be forced out. Going, I don't think I don't think they saving. I don't think that's his personality. If he's not winning and competing for championships, I don't see him hanging around that long. They play South Florida. They are thirty-two point favorites in that one uh, this Saturday at two thirty. Uh, South Florida comes at one one. South Florida's not a good football team. Alabama was going to blow them out regardless. I do feel bad for them now. Uh, they can get some stuff straightened out, but uh, we'll see. But uh, when they get past that, go beyond now. What's Alabama going to look like? But this weekend is an opportunity to kind of look at some stuff and perhaps fix some stuff.